From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Encyclopedia Womanica. Today's athlete broke both gender and racial barriers by becoming the first female professional baseball player in the Negro Major League. She's often called one of the best players you've never heard of. Meet Tony Stone. Marcinia Lyle Stone was born on July 17, 1921, in Bluefield, West Virginia, to Boykin and Willa Maynard Stone. Boykin was a barber who'd served in the U.S. Army during World War I. Willa was a hairdresser. Together, the couple had four children. When Marcinia was 10 years old, her family moved to the historically black Rondo neighborhood in St. Paul, Minnesota, and opened Boykin's Barber and Beauty Shop. Marcinia spent most of her days playing baseball with the local boys. At school, she wore pants instead of skirts and was often teased for being a tomboy. Marcinia's parents grew worried about their daughter's love of baseball and her break from traditional gender roles. They asked a priest to talk to Marcinia, but the plan backfired. The priest saw her talent and encouraged her to try out for the St. Peter Claver Catholic Church boys baseball team. Marcinia was the first girl to win a spot on the squad. Despite her initial success, Marcinia struggled to get the coach's time or attention. He wasn't interested in teaching a girl. In hopes of becoming a better player, Marcinia joined the girls' softball team instead, but she felt like softball moved too slowly for her. So once again, she was on the hunt for more instruction. In 1936, Marcinia hatched a plan to improve her baseball skills. Every day, she showed up to watch the baseball school, run by the St. Paul Saints manager, Gabby Street. After each practice, Marcinia would beg him to try out for the team. Eventually, he relented, and he was impressed by Marcinia's skill. A year later, Marcinia got her first real break when she joined the Twin City Colored Giants barnstorming team at the age of 16. Barnstorming teams traveled around to small towns playing exhibition games. Marcinia was paid about $3 a game and eventually dropped out of high school to play full-time. She traveled with the team for six years. In 1943, Marcinia moved to California to be closer to her sister. She worked odd jobs and settled into the Fillmore neighborhood of San Francisco. While living there, Marcinia adopted a new professional name, Tony Stone. She also met her future husband at a nightclub, and the couple was married in 1950. After a short time away from the sport, Tony applied to play for an American Legion baseball team. American Legion baseball was a national network of amateur baseball teams for teenagers. The teams had a strict age restriction, so Tony posed as a 17-year-old and kept her real age, 22, a secret. Tony played with the San Francisco team from 1943 to 1945. She then played with the San Francisco Sea Lions of the West Coast Negro League before joining the New Orleans Creoles, a Negro minor league team in 1949. On April 15, 1947, Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier in Major League Baseball when he joined the Brooklyn Dodgers. Soon, more players from the Negro League were called to the majors, leaving many open roster spots. In 1953, Tony Stone made sports history when she signed a contract with the Indianapolis Clowns to become the first woman in the Negro Major League. 
She was hired to fill the second base position vacated by future Hall of Famer Hank Aaron when he joined the Milwaukee Braves, now known as the Atlanta Braves. The Indianapolis Clowns were similar to the trick basketball team, the Harlem Globetrotters. Both provided entertainment at games while also playing serious ball. As one of the first women to play in the Negro Major League, Tony was subjected to harassment from opponents, critics, and fellow teammates. With the rise of integrated baseball, Negro League baseball began to wane. Though Tony's skills improved the team, her team's managers hired her as a strategy to sell tickets. When the team's owner suggested that she wear a skirt, she refused. Tony insisted on wearing the official uniform. Publicists for the Indianapolis Clowns did what they could to market Tony and draw larger crowds. They fabricated a biography claiming that she was a graduate of McAllister College, when in reality, Tony had dropped out of high school. They also published fake reports of Tony's seasonal salary, claiming she made $12,000 when she was only paid $400 a month. There were also reports that the team's management inflated Tony's batting average to keep the public interested. Tony herself claimed she got a hit off of future Hall of Fame pitcher Satchel Paige during an exhibition game in an attempt to prove she was more than the hype. In 1954, Tony's contract was sold to the Kansas City Monarchs. Her time with the Monarchs was not an enjoyable experience. She was given little playing time and after one season quit the team. Tony retired from professional baseball and moved back to California with her husband. There, she coached baseball and played semi-professional ball for a short time before becoming a nurse to care for her husband. Tony's contributions to baseball were largely forgotten until the 1990s. The city of St. Paul declared March 6, 1990, Tony Stone Day and named a neighborhood ballpark Tony Stone Field. She was one of 73 Negro League players honored by the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1991 and in 1993, she was inducted into the Women's Sports Hall of Fame. On November 2, 1996, Tony Stone died of heart failure at a nursing home in Alameda, California. She was 75 years old. All month, we're talking about Olympians. For more on why we're doing what we're doing, check out our newsletter, Womanica Weekly. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Encyclopedia Womanica. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow. Before you go, I want to tell you about another show I think you might like. There's a new podcast from the TED Audio Collective called Body Stuff with Dr. Jen Gunter. Join Dr. Jen Gunter, an OBGYN and pain medicine physician, as she busts the lies we're told and sold about our health. Is it possible to boost the immune system? Do we really need eight glasses of water a day? She'll unpack some of the surprising cultural backstories behind medicine and explore how the body actually works. Find and follow Body Stuff with Jen Gunter wherever you're listening.